Hello everybody, my name is Jose Hernandez. I'm glad to be back with y'all after this big hiatus in the production of Nerd Sports. Um, talking about new beginnings, I want to start this podcast talking about the way in which we get into the gym, right? So starting in the gym. So it can be like a really big endeavor. I know this this podcast is titled Nerd Sports as a as a joke, but also as a as a title reason of who I am and how did I came into being uh, with sports. So I wasn't I wasn't the most athletic person in high school. So at some point I had to decide to go into the gym, right? And those first few days are always really scary. If you've been to one of those old gyms, it's the clanging of iron, and the new gyms is the clanging of plastic on the floor. But be it as it may, it's the people, it's the the just the weights just being there. And sometimes you're just afraid of, yeah, you're going to look bad or you're not going to meet up the expectations. But at the end of the day, the only expectations you have are your own, right? Um, so in this podcast, I just want to talk about a couple of things. First is when when you go into the gym, what should those first days look, up, look like? Um, if you're already listening to this podcast, most likely you have some background in sports, but maybe you've never gone into a weight room. Maybe um, you've never dealt with having a, a series of goals in the weight room. I'll be talking previous podcasts. Um, so I'm going to talk about how to go in. So in, in, in the case you're a trainer, how, how can you do with your own clients? So how can you make their first days more amicable? Right now I'm working um with my significant other um she's starting to work into the weight room and she asked me to uh, accompany her into this journey of hers because those few days can be really really hard in case of like getting a squat rack how to set it up how to do your first squat your first deadlift we forget um if we've been a long time in in our sports that not many people know how to do this naturally how to do the clean a snatch how to do uh romanian deadlift instead of a normal deadlift how to do a snatch deadlift instead of a normal deadlift right um trap bars so there's a lot of things a lot of moving pieces dumbbells should be pressed with a barbell press with a dumbbell should we use the floor press make all of these questions that barrage a new coming individual into the gym need to be addressed by trainers and then you we need to think it out when we're bringing them into the gym right um, so I just want to go through a couple things. The first thing is that first day. What do we do with a client or what do we do with ourselves on that first day? When I get a reboot, we've been out of the gym four or five months. What do we do that first day? Um, right. So I would say that first day, just get back into it. Remember, first things first, you work for yourself. You don't work for nobody else. Right. If we work for ourselves and we don't work for nobody else, that means that we select what we want to do, right? If in my case, I'm a hammer thrower, therefore squats and core take most of my work. Now, when I say core, I don't mean abs. Sometimes I mean get-ups. Sometimes I mean a lot of kettlebell work. I'm a real big fan of the kettlebell. Um, but in case of squats, that means front squats, back squats, searchers. I love searchers. For those of you who don't know, searchers are the ones where you put the bar in the crook of your elbows. They're an amazing teaching tool. And it's amazing to get to get a little bit of heavy weight on them. Um, and take it from the floor into your knees and the, into your crooks of your elbows. Um, yeah, so in, th- in those cases, those are more when you don't have squat racks or when you need to get the weight up. Um, but yeah, going, getting back into the point, my bad for the rambling. What do we do that first day when we go in? Bat, we decide, okay, today I'm going to be working squats, right? So I, I'm a big proponent of using, of using Dan Johns. For those of you who don't know, Coach Dan John. Um, comes from the area of the throws, 
um, and he's been a while for he's been around for a while. He has a lot of great ideas, which I've utilized again and again, not only with myself, with with um, prospective clients, people I help in the gym, friends, right? And Coach Dan John has what he calls not only standards, but how to start with a person. And see, he has his categories. He has the squat movements, press, hip hinges, pulls. Those four categories basically make up the, what humans should be doing in the gym, right? Besides, besides cardio, we're talking pure strength training. What makes a human being move? Those are the big movements. Squat, presses, hip hinges, pull movement. Now, hip hinges groups everything that has to do with um, deadlifts, right? So we're moving the hip. No, no, no knees. After all, we can we can start adding knees into the mix, but we like to isolate them, right? So if you look at his uh, his um at his ideas, which I'm going to credit here, um, it's a DanJohn.net um, strike standards sleepless in Seattle. I wanted you guys to know. I'm not trying to steal credit from Dan John. I feel like he's an amazing coach. He's even helped me. Um, great guy. And his, his, his ideas are unparalleled, right? So in the squat movement, he for each of this, he has seven levels. The first one for the squat is a proper form in the goblet squat, right? So the other day I was helping a client in the gym and it was three sets of 10 had them gas the goblet squat, right? They were like, okay, I'm done with the squat for the day. My legs feel okay. And I'm like, how about we like, then afterwards he talks about goblet squat, the 24K for 10 reps, the double kettlebell squat, front squat for 32, bodyweight back squat, bodyweight front squat, those are all different levels. And you, you as, oh no, bodyweight back squat, that's an intermediate level um, achievement. At least in my book, sometimes people say it's a beginner level achievement, like you, you've earned your time in the gym. I agree with that. Bodyweight front squat, I just reached that one a few months ago, and that one took a while for me, but that's because I'm a heavier guy, 6'2", 250, so it takes me a while to get to bodyweight anything. <laughs> and then... This last level has actually bodyweight overhead squat for 15 reps. I haven't met a lot of people who can do that. Those who can are amazing at whatever sport they they set their head to, right? So the last ones are really, it makes exemplary athletes. So going back to the beginner levels, you have proper form in the goblet squat, push-ups for 10 in the press movement, hip hinges with proper form, and then he adds kettlebell swings for the hip hinges, which I think is an amazing way to teach the explosiveness of how the hip is supposed to work. And then for the pull movement, um, bad wing, bad wing, thumb in the armpit, 16K for 10 seconds, right? Um, and then body weight rows, okay? I feel like some of us start with rows instead of bad wings, but I feel like bad wings are a really good addition to this, um, to these standards. Um, those are the demands he makes, but then for this, the, the squats for the woman is the same thing, goblet squat. Um, the press movement is one good, excellent push-up. The hip hinges, again, same thing, and bad wings with a little bit less weight with an 8K kettlebell instead with a instead of with a 16, like with the man. So these are all, so these should give you an idea of what do we want to do with a beginner when he gets to the gym. Beginners pack weight easily. Beginners should not be put into a series of like very intricate periodizations of going into weight every day or doing medium, light, heavy days. Um, we've, we've been, those of us who have been in the game three, four, five years know that a beginner is a very rare it's a really rare gemstone because they have no ingrained bad patterns except those that they carry on through life. But the gym degrades these pretty quickly, right? If they have the gym three days a week and they're putting in the work, you can completely recreate their squatting form, their pressing form, push-ups. Um, and here when they say, like, for example, um, 
and ten good push-ups. I I truly believe that if you one you start your client on their knees, um, overweight clients, um, people who haven't been in the gym since their twenties and they're forty-five, fifty, um, athletes coming out of injury, um, like I did two months ago. I had a shoulder injury, so I was limited to only doing push-ups on my, on my knees. Regression is the mother of all progress in the gym, and I feel like this holds true not only for new athletes but also for those who want to progress more quickly uh, so that's first things first when you go into the gym for the first time or when you're putting a client in through the paces i feel like we should try to cover the natural movement patterns of human beings and those four categories should be your guiding concepts while moving through now i don't i don't i don't want to sound like i'm i'm preaching as a single way to do things is not the case some people will need a, a separate way to do things some people really like trap bar deadlifts out of this out of the get-go to teach a more upright position instead of the hip hinges instead of the the kettle um the kettlebells because the person could have a a weird constant like a weird concept of leaning over on their back and that that's fine because i feel like the, the trap bar moves you into a more upright position or maybe the front squat after a while um, I feel like these categories, these four categories of the press, the pull, the hip hinge, and the squat make up human movement, right? So in my case, that would, those would be my recommendations when starting somebody at the gym or starting yourself at the gym or coming back from an injury. Reassess your ability in these four categories because they're the, and then progress to more explosive things, to more hypertrophy or whatever you think you need to work on for your sport, right? So the following episodes after this, we would not only be talking about um, how to keep moving, entering the gym, but then stay, and, and we're going to be talking a little bit about how to select what's right for you. Do you want hypertrophy? Do you want a uh, special strength? So I'm going to make an episode. The following episode is going to be specifically about only special strength in sports. Okay. How do we apply this? Different periodization methods. Um, but I think for the beginner athletes, which is not a population that we address so much in these shows, these four movements are key and i hope that they serve you and that you can look up the the sources of dan john to understand how you can add these into the repertoire of you as a trainer or you as an athlete if you've never structured your training around natural movements it's a great thing to do before you try to move into more competitive things and as you can see they start covering um the basis of powerlifting they set up the basis for an amazing olympic weightlifter especially the stability in the shoulders um not only that but you have the development of the legs which is and the development of the core right and then what the only thing i would add to 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 these four areas is the core and the cardio right most of the time when we get a new client in the gym the main thing is body composition changes and we all know that lifting is the greatest catalyst for body composition but cardio or I don't know, L-I-S-S or H-I-T-T, any of these are good options for introducing your client into a little bit more of movement, which is what they're expecting anyways. People want to sweat. People want to get out there. And if they feel like they need to sweat, which is not, we, we know it's not the correct way to measure stuff, but people, sometimes psychological triggers can be as important as what we actually know is true, right? And sometimes you want to see the sweat dripping on the floor. And for people that need this to quantify their progress, you can start telling them, hey, that's not the way to track things. But at the same time, you can maybe satisfy their needs a little bit because at the end of the day, we want to create the best progress and the best program for them. Okay, uh, so those were my 
to those were my two cents today. Hope you enjoyed them.